Hi, I'm Anna Knowles, and I'm your host for today on my podcast, You, Your Life, Your Work. My daughter said to me the other day that it was hard to be human. I asked her why, and her reply was that you had to be good all the time. Now, she is five, so a lot of what we talk about is the right and wrong in a situation and how to be a good person, learning to share, thinking of others. But it got me thinking, if being good is too hard, is it the right thing? Now, before you go out and rob a bank, I'm not saying that you should start being selfish and breaking the law. But if you're being good all the time and it's hard work, are you striving for the right thing for you? What emotions are you hiding And what would work better for you? When was the last time you stopped and thought about what you were doing on a day-to-day basis? What do you need to put in place to be able to think about what you're doing and why? Being human is more than one emotion of being good or happy, but you need the sad, the hard, the trying and the being wrong and failing. As a human, stress is also a good thing. It pushes you forward. It prepares your body to be wary and to be on high alert. It challenges you and you can use it to your advantage. However, the problems come when the stress is overwhelming and you don't feel that you have the resources to do what is being asked of you. A professional athlete requires stress to improve. They need the hormones and the mindset to push them on but they know that too much stress can damage the body, especially if it's prolonged. They know when it's good to push on and when they need to rest. Any effective training schedule has rest and recovery times built in. It's not pushing the body every minute of every day. So why do you expect your mental health to be any different to your physical health? Life is busy. A lot of the time that's through choice and wanting to have lots of different things going on. But you can't expect to keep going at full pelt at both work and at home 24-7. Any athlete, professional or amateur, knows that you need to warm up and cool down. Even I know that. But when do you do that with your emotional health? You wouldn't go out for a run or do an exercise class without doing some stretches both before and after putting your body through the stress of physical exercise. So why do you do that with emotional stress? When do you stop and do your cool down exercises for your mind? Part of this is about reflection. It's about analysing what's happened, but also it's about doing something that clears the mind. How many times do you stop and have a cup of tea without doing anything else at the same time? Or watch TV with your feet up and not feel guilty about it? When was the last time you stopped and really listened to the birds outside? Or in my case, watch the dog being silly chasing a flower pot? Resting is an essential part of enabling positive and strong mental health. When you stop, you allow your brain to process what has gone on and it clears out some space to be able to do the next thing all of which help to avoid or manage work-related stress. It's also worth bearing in mind that being an athlete isn't just about one person, but a multitude of professionals and different people all providing input and advice. It's the same for you. You can't do everything on your own. And if you just push onwards all the time, your body eventually says enough is enough. You don't perform as well, you don't sleep well, your concentration, memory and tolerance levels are all affected. 
as well as your energy and your motivation levels. When these sorts of symptoms start to occur, how are you actually doing anything well? What are you achieving? Relationships are affected, your enjoyment in the things you used to enjoy are affected, and everything starts to be hard work. I often think that being stressed and busy are medals that we have awarded ourselves. I so often speak to people who correlate their importance with how busy they are. What happened to make us think like that? Our ancestors needed to be strong as their life was very different to ours. They had to catch and forage their food, so being physically strong was a good thing. But somewhere along the line, being strong is now seen as something we need to do mentally as well. I see people struggling at work in my role as an occupational health nurse, and often the response from management is to send them on training or to say that they aren't actually capable. There's definitely a time and place for this type of resilience training, but not in every situation, as it can encourage people to hide their emotions, bury feelings deep down and feel that they need to be strong to be able to carry on. Sometimes you need to be allowed to fail at something to learn how to do it better. You need stress to challenge yourself, but you also need to know when that stress is too much and to know that you can't live life stressed and on edge the whole time. To be able to do this, you need to know how it feels to not be stressed, as well as learning to recognise when you are stressed. If something is hard work all the time, why are you keeping doing it? As I said at the beginning, you are human. And to be human, you are lucky that you have an array of emotions and you have the ability to understand those emotions if you give yourself the opportunity to do so. I've had so many patients in the past who have said, I can't tell anyone I'm stressed as they'll think that I can't do my job. I have to be able to cope to be able to succeed. Where did this come from? Why, if you're stressed, does it mean that you can't do your job, that you aren't successful? You can use stress as a positive to challenge, but no one can be expected to be on high alert the whole time. The human body wasn't designed in that way. The main hormone in stress is cortisol, and it's often referred to as the fight or flight response. When you look at it this way, it implies it's for a short period of time. You can't run or fight forever. You need to stop, rest and recover before you can perform effectively again. Have you also noticed that in certain times of your life, you can do something and it isn't an issue, but at others, you feel stressed and anxious, even though it's the same situation or at least similar. When you break it down, it's often not just that one thing that is the issue, but there are a multitude of things going on in your life, both professional as well as personal, and you don't have a calm or stress-free area where you can rest and recover. As a result, this prolonged stress can start to affect your physical health, your sleep patterns and your cognitive function, such as your concentration and your memory. Stress is no longer helpful, but it starts to have an adverse effect. You can't see past this point of stress. As a human, you have the ability to take on so many different things, but you also need to give yourself the time to recover and to actually breathe. When you don't, this is when work-related stress can start to take over, and it's when all aspects of your life are affected. Life becomes hard work and it's not enjoyable. Your physical and mental health can both be affected. The benefits of stress are er eroded away, and the negative effects take over. 
by recognizing how your body feels when it's stressed is the first point to being able to manage stress. However, this is easier said than done, as it isn't usually something where you wake up and instantly recognize that you're stressed. It isn't usually something where you're fine one minute and stressed the next. With work-related stress, it's usually something that builds up over time, so you get used to a feeling of being a bit off, a bit rubbish. You forget some things, but hey, life's busy, so that's expected. Or you can't sleep, but then that's just life. Who gets eight hours straight anyway? You start to accept that these feelings and symptoms are just normal. But that is when it feels like you're treading water in treacle. By building in time to do your warm up and your cool down exercises for your mental health, like you would your physical health, it's a good starting point to help prevent the effects of stress. Stop, pause and reflect on where you are and what you're doing. Take time to do one thing at a time. Make a drink and sit and have your whole purpose at that time as drinking the drink, not drinking at the same time as doing something else. By slowing some things down, you can have such a positive impact on the other things that you're doing and to help you manage your stress levels. When rushing from one thing to the next, it can feel like you're being productive as you're getting lots of different things done. But actually, it has a detrimental effect as your brain is too full to do anything effectively, especially when it's over a prolonged period of time. Emotions are an amazing thing to have, but we don't always need to be happy or good all the time or think that everyone else is always happy all the time. It can make you start to doubt and question that what you're doing is wrong that you need to work harder at being happy like everyone else. By taking the time to think about what you are doing, you can acknowledge how you are feeling and ask yourself if that's okay. Is what you are doing having the effect that you want it to? As my daughter said, if being good is too hard, what do you need to do differently? And what is your body and your mental health telling you? Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Anna Knowles, on my podcast, You, Your Life, Your Work. If you'd like to find out about any more of my work, please find me on my Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn pages at Anna Knowles Coach or on my website at www.annaknowles.com. Please like and subscribe to You, Your Life, Your Work to be the first to know when new episodes are released. Thank you and take care.